Welcome to the inaugural episode of Dad Drinking, sponsored by Side Project Jerky. Where dads go to eat. <laughs> Side Project Jerky is the most delicious beef jerky you'll ever taste. Definitely. We are your co-hosts, Jim. I am Jim. Thank you, Marcos. Ah, you are Marcos. I am Marcos, yes. And we are dads. And I am dads. Sylvia's dad. You are? I am Camilla's dad. And we've both been dads since 2009. It's been a long time. <clears throat> this podcast will cover drinking, primarily, fatherhood, pop culture, history, alternative facts, perhaps, but also fatherhood and issues surrounding fatherhood that cause you to drink. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on daddrinking.com, Apple Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. All right. Yes. So please download. You can also find me on Twitter at Fidel Gastro, and you'll have to request to be to follow Jim. Yeah, I'm private, so you can tweet at me all you want, but I probably won't see it. And hopefully, Dad at Dad Drinking is not taken on Twitter, but uh, we'll, we'll get that for any questions, comments, feedback, hate mail, and the like. So what are we covering this week, Jim? Okay. The inaugural recipe will be the Negroni, a very classic drink. Three ingredients. Very simple to make, and but very complex and delicious. And whose booze are we using this week? Well, um, interestingly, we can use, that's uh, Marcus's son, Dan. Yes, I'm also Danny's dad. Yes. Um, Hello! Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Dan. So, uh, interesting you should ask that, Marcus, because we forgot to say at the top of the show that the ingredients that we choose, um, the brands that we use in each of the drinks, and um, the glassware and equipment that we use um, will all be shown on daddrinking.com. So, this will be more than just your average podcast. We'll have a you know multimedia experience, which is consistent with the Fidel Gastro brand. <laughs> um, but this week, we used... Um, your trip, your typical traditional Grupo Campari. Grupo Campari. Grupo Campari, Campari. Grupo Campari. Yeah, so Negronis are made with Campari, number yes, one. Okay. Right? So let's, Jim, why don't you break down the recipe for us of a Negroni, and then we'll go through the ingredients as we do the Okay. Recipe. So, so you, it's three ingredients, as Marco said earlier, with a garnish. The three ingredients are very simple. It's three equal parts. It's one part, which can be, in recipes, you see anything from an ounce to an ounce and a half of Campari, gin, and sweet vermouth with an orange garnish. Poured over rocks in an old-fashioned glass, stirred, and then consumed. Mm, so delicious. Um, this week we used the Grupo Campari, Campari um, which I think is the only thing available in the Pennsylvania State Store where, yeah. where we purchased the Campari. We're um, also, uh, we, I think we need to school ourselves a little bit on, uh, you know, Riffs on Campari or variations on Campari. Yes, I mean, right. I think that I think that the the bitters, yeah. the bitters are. Um, I think the Campari takes the place of bitters. Yes, in so your normal cocktail drink, right? With the, for the gin, we selected a Pennsylvania distillery's gin. Yes, um, called Manitani. 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 This is uh, Manitani Still Works Hidden River Gin. It's what they call a barrel rested gin. So it's it's actually pretty interesting. On its own, it uh, has a lot of the characteristics of a whiskey. In the Negroni, it's 
it's kind of uh, takes a little bit of a backseat, wouldn't you say? I would say, and I think that we'll get to that in our thoughts a little bit more. But yeah, but course. definitely, Jin is involved. Um, but if you are a dad who's really into Jin, you need not apply here because yeah, the yeah. the Negroni is not your thing. Lily and Pammy. That's wonderful. Oh my pretty ass. Check check. <laughs> Guys, this is what you can expect when you record in um, a dad's basement. Yeah, this with, is a sweet basement though. It's finished. It's very beautiful. And stuff. Very beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it's a walkout basement. <laughs> yeah, because I've been dadding for a while, uh, trying to you know make a life for my children. So so let's get back to the, let's the get recipe. Back, let's get back to the book. Yeah, so the, the recipe, recipe is um, sweet vermouth is the final ingredient, and you garnish it with a little orange peel. Yeah. Um, you'll see pictures of us making it on the site. It's very, as I said, very easy. Not um, something you have to be like a, a hipster or craft cocktail dad to do. Certainly not. No, Certainly you can just be a normal old dad. Although the, I would say there is a certain finesse to the cocktail, finding the balance. And, and I would say uh, this is our second of the evening. And, and, and Jim, you have you've hit your stride. <laughs> so what were your initial thoughts about the cocktail, Marcus? Well, <clears throat> so I've... I've I'm no stranger to Negronis, and I I don't feel like it's it would ever be my first choice. I'm I would say I'm a gin guy, but like we said, gin gin guys need not apply. Yeah, the the gin gets mellowed out significantly yeah. by yeah. the bitter of the Campari and the uh, the sweet vermouth. Yeah, yeah. Well, I forgot to mention we use Rossi because that's like the only thing available in Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although. I, at the store, they had they had fancy fancy sweet vermouth. Really, I, just, I didn't buy it because it was too expensive. It's just sweet vermouth. Yeah, you know, if, listen, if you're a dad, yeah, you you're not coming to the show for the vermouth. No, no, no. no you, you know, and really, I mean, you want the Campari on your bar because it kind of makes you look cool, right? Yeah, it has a sophistication to it. Right. You, I mean, it's Italian. Yeah, you've. Importata di Italia. Yeah, yeah, of course. Allora. But I thought that, so my thought was, it's kind of a bitter first first draw. Yeah. And then um, as as you take a couple additional sips, it's kind of boozy, right? So it's good for the guy who likes a boozy drink. Yeah, um, for sure, for But sure. as the ice melt, the rocks melt, and as um, as you take a couple drinks and you custom your palate to the flavors, it kind of mellows out and has a little warmth. The thing that's interesting is it looks like super summery. It has like an orange peel in it. It's like a pinky color. It is, it is very beautiful. Yeah, it's I a, would say it's very beautiful. It's a pretty yeah. drink. Um, it doesn't look frilly. Uh, it just look, it looks interesting, like a conversation piece, right? Yeah. But when you drink it, you get a lot of like colder weather flavors, like the gin um, and the orange mixed together. Kind of has a little uh, a Yuletide flavor to it. It is. It's it's Christmassy. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's almost point poinsettia like. <laughs> If you drink a, it looks like a poinsettia, and it tastes like a poinsettia. Yeah, so, but it, just, you know, dad tip, poinsettias are poisonous, so don't let your child <laughs> eat poinsettias. So, um, so that was a good fatherhood tip. But what, what, type of, what type of dad do you think would drink this drink, Marcus? I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm the dad for it. But uh, I would say it skews towards young dad, right? So, so either... Handlebar mustache dad, whose children are little enough to still be strapped to the back of their fixie. 
right? <laughs> Not like on the fixie itself, but you know, in one of those little seats. Hey, be quiet! <laughs> Anywho, sorry about that. <laughs> sorry. Um, you know, I can I can see that. I can see that. The the dad with the handlebar mustache is one look. I think another look is uh, the young dad who is um, a new dad, right? Yeah, so he's still kind of young, still professional. He's trying to adapt to um, this new reality in his life. And he goes out to um, drinks with his colleagues. And he's like, you know what? I'm breaking away from the martini. Yeah. I'm not doing that played out drink, right? James yeah. Bond is like an old British guy by now, right? So yeah, I'm going to so, go with some cool Italian guy. Yeah, I mean, definitely not bro dad. No, he's right? not a bro dad. Bro dad would go straight martini. Yeah. Yeah. Negroni dad He would is... pound some shots first and then do the <laughs> martini. Um, but yeah, no, so so the, the young dad goes out. Maybe he has like some nice clothes and stuff. Like he's a well-dressed guy. Oh, he's, got yeah. like a, he's got like a good... A good, uh, he's definitely you know, well de- dressed dad. Yeah, and it's a conversation starter. So, I think that if he's out there, he's trying to make his colleagues say, "Wow, this guy's got something special going on." Right, right, right. I think the conversation starter is really what this drink is about, and um, I think that you know the other type of dad that would want a conversation starter is divorced dad, <laughs> who goes to visit his kids on uh, you know study abroad semester in Italy. And he goes out and he sees a bunch of other people that look like him with his driving loafers <laughs> and his uh, sweater on his shoulders because it does get chilly in Tuscany. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he and now are the driving loafers Todd's? No, no, no. They're like they're like are Ferragamos because he wears Italian right, right. loafers in Italy when okay. he goes to visit his kids. Or is it some obscure? So is it is it like? It's rich divorce dad, right? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and, he, and he goes out and he sees a bunch of other people drinking Campari's. He's like, that is intriguing, compelling. Mm, interesting. Very compelling. Yes. I'm going to start drinking this pink drink. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> poor guy. Poor guy. I, I feel bad. I feel bad for the divorce dad. Yeah, I mean, look, maybe he's in a better place, but he's drinking Campari and the Negroni in particular because he wants to start a conversation. Interesting thing about Negroni's though, Marcos, is talk. that that the backstory is the most perfect conversation starter. These things were invented allegedly, and I say allegedly for a reason, which I'll get into, in 1919 okay. at the Cafe Cassoni so we're, in we're, Florence. we're nearing on the centennial yeah. of the Negroni. Yes. And, and I wow. think maybe we'll do... This is an, an old-ass drink. It's very old. And it's got a very rich history, <laughs> let me tell you. Um, so the origin story is 1919, a guy walks into a bar in Florence, the Cafe Cassoni, where he goes all the time. He orders his traditional Americano, which is Campari and sweet vermouth, and instead of gin, some soda, okay. some soda water, right? That, that sounds delicious. It does, and we should probably try that sometime. Um he gets that, but for whatever reason that day, he felt a little bit um, like he needed something stronger. He asked his buddy, the bartender, to swap out the soda for something a little stronger. They throw some gin in there, and voila, the Negroni is made. The guy who asked for the Americano with the gin in it is named Count Negroni, or so we're led to believe. This Count is probably not even a real Count, according to Wikipedia the one-stop shop for dad, you know, homework projects, right? <laughs> right? Seriously, you have your kids with homework, you just go to Wikipedia, right? Yeah, well, I mean, 
into anything. Anything you really need. I guess you're just using your life, generally. Yeah, yeah well, but no, 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 listen. It, it, if you're a dead... Unfortunately, though, so, so I know a professor who says that you can't use Wikipedia as a resource. Although, I, I would say, like... They have secondary... They have sources, like primary sources, secondary sources cited yeah. in the footnotes. You just got to be careful. I agree. Yeah. Dad tip. Don't just copy it verbatim. Yeah, if you're doing your child's work, <laughs> which you're, you're going to do at this point because everything's so goddamn competitive, maybe Wikipedia is not. Well, just dig a little deeper. Dig a little deeper. Anyways, anyway, go so, on. So, so tell me about Count Negroni. So Count Negroni is probably not even a count, <laughs> right? And the only reason I know that is because there is this feud between... Quick little, quick little, sorry, sorry. So... If I was to be any sort of royalty, mm-hmm. it would easily be a count. Yeah, you would think, because you could wear, like, capes with impunity, right? Yeah. Accounts just wear capes. That might be Sesame Street, like, <laughs> tickling my memory, but, like, counts, count is a great name, right? Because you yeah. don't you don't have the pressure of being a king or a prince, right? You're, right? you're a count. Because, yeah. Like, you're above the law. You're so, like Big Earn <laughs> from uh, that bowling movie, whatever it was called. <laughs> now... What what's this what's the deal with the viscount? What does the viscount do? Uh, maybe it's like an older count. I don't know. Maybe a more senior count. Okay. You know. Okay. Anyways, we'll we'll expound on on viscounts. And so the so the re- yeah the reason this count may not even be a count is because there's this big feud, and there's a lot of rumor and innuendo even within the Wikipedia entry about the real origins of the Negroni. There's a family in New Hampshire descended from Corsicans and a Corsican general who claim. And his name was Negroni as well, in addition to his Camillo, Count Camillo Negroni. The, the general was, uh, I forget his name. I'm not going to look it up because I'm not giving them the credit for their origin story. No. Because they sound it's bitter. Gotta, it's got to be, yeah. They sound bitter. Um, but there's a family of descendants that live in New Hampshire now that say that the story of the Cafe Cassoni Negroni is... The Cassoni Negroni. The Cassoni Negroni. Bippity boppity. They, they claim that it's a, uh, a ruse by the Brits and the Northern Italians to take away from the Corsicans what's rightfully theirs. That's a right? lot of shit. It, it is. And, and the thing that I... What really puts me in the camp of Count Camillo Negroni is the fact that this guy apparently used to... Had spent some time in the West of the United States in the early 20th century and really got into the cowboy culture. So, so much so that he would walk around the streets of Florence wearing a cowboy outfit like a West Wild Western cowboy outfit. Like, I don't know if he had six shooters on, but he definitely had some type of poncho and some boots. And he would call people hombres in 1919. I bet he asked the bartender, hey, hombre, get me a Negroni, right? And then the bartender's like, what's that? And he's like, you know, an Americano? Boom, swap out the soda for gin. Now, <clears throat> curious enough, and I think we'll have to research this in subsequent episodes, but, but gin itself, I mean... Was there gin in Italy back in 1918? I mean, I guess there must have been. How did they? If, if it was invented back then, right? That's yeah, I think all you need is like juniper, right? That's something we probably need to ask our bartender friends. Yeah. How to distill gin. Yeah. yeah. And anybody out there, remember, at Fidel Gastro, ask these questions. We are looking for feedback. All right, before we wrap up here, I, w- I wanted to point out that this, like many classic cocktails, has a lot of derivatives and a lot of riffs. Of course, of course. Um, As with anything these days. Yeah. Nothing's original, but uh, everything's original, yeah? Yeah. I mean, so you can make, you can use a Negroni 
and swap out ingredients and basically get like 17 other cocktails. Um, that, that's an exaggeration for effect. However, a few of them are, are pretty interesting. There's a uh, Spagliato. 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 Grupo Campari. Spagliato. Grupo yeah. And with that, all you do is you replace the gin okay. with sparkling white. Okay. All right. So you have little Campari. You got some bubbles like the soda, but it's it's wine instead of water, okay. and you still have the sweet vermouth. Interesting. Interesting. So it's like a drunk americano, <laughs> right? Um, you've got you can also use prosecco, obviously, um, the, which is just the Italian version of sparkling, oh, sparkling wine. wine. Yeah. Um, a white Negroni, which a lot of people in the biz think is like the newest, hottest cocktail. Obviously. Yeah. If, right. If you put white in front of anything, it's gonna be like, oh, it's totally different. Yeah. Right? Exactly. So a couple years back, right, there was the whole thing with the white IPA. Yes. Okay. Was that made with wheat or was that just? It was. It's. It's a wheat beer. I, I don't know. Actually, I, I know a guy. I got a guy who can, who can tell us about this. But I will say this. Otter Creek, fresh slice, uh-huh. white IPA, one of my favorite beers of all time. I'm not a big wheat beer guy. No, no. This this is so good. It's, it, it's as they say these days, mm-hmm. crushable. Oh. It's like four and a half. Is it lit? It's... <laughs> I, I, you know, I, like, love, I like people from like uh, in the year 2020 listening to this. If they yeah, yeah. listen to it, they're like, what are they talking about? No, Crushable crazy. and lit. Yeah, great. Kids, that was amazing. <laughs> that was amazing in 2016, 2017. It was ridiculous. <laughs> but, um, but seriously, anyways, not to get off the drink topic, but that white IPA. Well, yeah, so you want to know how you make the white Negroni, though? Yeah, tell me. So with the white, white Negroni, Negroni, you take out the Campari, which is kind of sacrilege, if you ask me. And you replace it with a French wine called Lillet. Okay. Um, Lillet has a, it's also an aperitif. So, so the Negroni is an aperitif, which means, for those of you who don't speak uh, whatever that language that is, I think French. Drink it before dinner. Drink it before dinner. It, it activates the appetite. Or just gets you drunk so you eat more. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a ploy. Yeah. It's a ploy by the French. Yeah. Right? Yeah, definitely. And Lillet is part of this ruse. That's fine. Yeah, I think it's like the third time I've used the word ruse today, but it, it's good because the count, <laughs> the count, the fake count cowboy was definitely. Well, it's a the ruse. ultimate ruse. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's just such a cooler story. You know that the people in Wikipedia are like, we're going to give this story origin story prominence. Yeah, I mean, New Hampshire. Yeah. Not that I mean, listen. There's nothing wrong with New Hampshire. I love, I love the state motto: "Live free or die." Yeah. But who's living free or dying I mean, more than the cowboy count? That's probably true, and they're and they're pretty extreme in their views that this is all some type of uh, scheme by the Brits and the Northern Italians to to put down the Corsicans. I call bullshit. I call bullshit. Um, so so back to the the derivatives. There's a a Dutch Negroni, which sounds gross. I didn't even <laughs> I didn't even click the link. I didn't know. Sorry. <laughs> I know that's negligent that's... of me, but. No, 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 no. Listen, I mean, it, I, I feel like it has that same connotation. You have to as, drink it out of a clog. As the Cleveland steamer, or it's like, yeah. give me a Dutch Negroni, yeah. or like, I gave him a Dutch Negroni. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. 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 So, let's it's like, it's like, what, you it's like, gross. The nose is like a Dutch oven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. That's yeah. gross. Which is a shame because Dutch oven cooking is. It's a, it's a wonderful way to cook. I've never had any food from a Dutch oven, but I've smelled yeah. the products of a Dutch oven. <laughs> The other thing they listed as, as quote-unquote derivative of a Negroni is something called an Agavoni, which is a Mexican Negroni. Okay. But 
it's it's basically not um, recognizable as a Negroni because in lieu of Campari, I'm sorry, in lieu of gin, they do tequila. And in lieu of Campari, they do um, Suze or Suze bitters. We might have to try. You know what? Should we should we make one with... I, I have some tequila. Should we make a Negroni with tequila, or do we not like tequila? Do we not have the Sue's bitters? I don't have... I, yeah, I, mean, I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, if you don't have it, we're not doing an Agavoni. Yeah, I mean, let's just face yeah. it. Uh, I'm not a big tequila guy, as we'll explore. Um, and there's a lot of history behind that, for me personally. Ev- everybody has tequila history, I would say. Yeah? I think so. So, so what do you think um, about... One of the things we want to do on this, Marcos, is talk about like pop culture or cultural references that of, that we know of. Yeah. Right. We're, like, I think we we are pretty. We're guys that are we are dads that actually have a pretty broad and diverse range of interests. Well, well, I I think I would I would like to think or I would. I think you do. Stop being that, modest. No, but just just in general, it, you have you have we lost our edge? I, I don't ever want. We're lose sitting in a basement podcasting, right <laughs> so I think the edge is off. Um, and then we're, we're no longer cool. No, but we have a couple drinks in, so the the edge is coming, like reforming, maybe, maybe a little bit fuzzily. But um, I, I, what we want to try and do is is bring these drinks into cultural moments. But the Negroni is so old and so classic, but also so Italian that uh, for me, I'm not really familiar with any cultural touchstones or references with Negronis. I mean, but but that's now, that's me. Or what about you? No, I mean, I, honestly, it's it's nothing that there, it, I, I haven't seen it in in any sort of, I mean, you know, Action Bronson's not, you know, dropping lines about Negronis or I don't know who's popular these days. Smoke Perp? Oh no, he's just a SoundCloud guy. No, how about Kendrick? Kendrick? Ah, no. not, I don't think Kendrick would do it in a granny. No, but I love when he calls money Parmesan in that one song. I mean, so it's maybe like, he would like a Negroni, he, right? He might, but I mean, what really rhymes with Negroni? Stony? I, mean. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> but what about your, uh, you have a lot of, of... I got food friends. Food friends. I got food friends. What do they so, think about the Negronis? Well, I do, I, there was this guy, or I mean, wasn't what is is he still with us he's he's still with us good i I believe he's with bon appetit magazine and he's he's a negroni enthusiast okay negronosaur (laughs) negroni aficionado Mm -hmm. yeah so he's he he tends to get these i would say he would he would probably consider them to be an afternoon drink really or as me and a couple of older friends, uh, who are also now dads, we used to call these these af- afternoon delights. Like okay. Cut out of work early, meet at the bar at like three. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Drink until three ish. Uh, we'd have some afternoon delights. So it it, I think it's pretty good in the afternoon. The mm-hmm. Negroni. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Or it. Ten o'clock at night. Either way, it's it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Okay. I've enjoyed it. Lightning round. Go ahead. All right. Here we go. So we're gonna talk dad shit, which is also important because this is called dad drinking. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jim, as it is 
the first week of school, second week of school, I'm just going to give you hopefully five quick questions about fatherhood. Okay. Number one, so school started. How's school? School is interesting. The structure for the kindergarten has helped my son. I have three, by the way, guys. And One too many. <laughs> I disagree. However, um, it's very nice. Actually, we're, we're very happy with the teachers and the structure at the school. Okay. Now, your children are going to? Our mother of consolation. So parish school. Yeah, it's a Catholic school. Uniforms? All day. All day, every day. Yeah, which actually makes it easy because we lay them out, they get up, they get dressed, and they're out the door. Okay, so back to routine. So apple picking, it's fall. It's going to be like 90 degrees in Philadelphia this weekend, and um, we have some plans. We don't really pick apples. We'll go to a pumpkin patch like mid-October, okay. but uh, I don't deal with crowds very well. Okay. I'd rather stay home and, and uh, help now, me play Legos and drink. So you don't deal with crowds as a sort of claustrophobia thing, or you don't deal with crowds as you just hate crowds? Just It's, it's like I don't have any type of phobia, I don't think. I mean, okay. It hasn't been diagnosed, right? But yeah. I just... To me, you don't feel some to me, type waiting of in lot. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a minute since I've been uh, interested in crowds. I, I just don't like waiting in line for stuff. Okay. Right, and right. I can't. I cannot. I just can't do it. And like waiting in line to pay forty dollars for a eighteen pound pumpkin or bat bushel of apples is like something that is antithetical to yeah. to me. Okay. Right. All right. So, pumpkin picking. What about pumpkin ales? Speaking of drinking. You know, uh, I will have a pumpkin ale, but not many pumpkin ales. I, I feel like the the nutmeg and whatever else is in there, uh, the pumpkin spice yeah. gets a little bit too hefty. Um, but I will say that um, I recently had some SGR brand um, caramel popcorn with pumpkin spice coating. Okay. Um, it was awesome. I mean, you can't eat a ton of it, but it was really good. It's available, I think, only in airports okay. at Chivo Express Gourmet Markets. Ah, nice. But uh, it was really, really delicious. Interesting. I could see the the highlights. How about can I can I flip the script on you a little yeah, bit? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So, what is the best drink you've had in the last month? So I was recently in Maine. Ate a bunch of lobster. Cool. I went to this. I've never been to Maine. Maine is How long does it take to get there? Maine's so hot right now. So from Philly, it's seven and a half hours. By car. By car. Uh, six and change, but there's a perfect midway stop. Frank Pepe's in New Haven. Mm -hmm. And if you can catch it kind of on the later end. Home of the Bulldogs. You won't have to wait in the long line. Allegedly, this is like the greatest pizza in the world. Is it? It's pretty damn good. Yeah. So the, Did your kids like it too? Yeah, kids liked it. Yeah. Kids were way into it. It is their their signature thing is a white clam pizza. So it's, okay, it's, uh, you guys can't see my face. I'm skeptical right now. Yeah, I'm very skeptical. You shouldn't be skeptical, and you shouldn't be skeptical about Maine. But anywho, so we stopped in a liquor store, and they had just gotten a shipment of a ton of canned New England style IPAs that they called juice bombs, right? So mm -hmm. I guess this is a thing, hazy IPAs. They're, they're all very delicious. But yeah, do you dry any Thomas Hooker up there when um, you're up there? No, no. So That's a New England beer, right? Yeah, no. I, you know what's funny is I was drinking a lot of Gansett. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, 
gets. It's fucking great. It's great with seafood. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. But I had a beer called Tessellation from Lone Pine Brewing, and it was a double IPA. It clocked in at around eight and a half, nine percent. Unbelievable. It was, as advertised, super juicy, mm -hmm. really lots of citrus notes, lots of, I don't know, all of that dank IPA kind of yeah. shit that people go for. I, I enjoyed it. It was great. It was great. What about you? Best drink I've had in the last, what did I say, month? I don't even remember my no, question. Week. 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 Um, I watched football on Sunday for the first time in a long time. Yeah. Okay. And I got myself a four pack of Concha Hocken Brewery Blood Blood Orange. Oh, that's a good um, one. I like that one. IPA. I like that one. Uh, it was tasty, fun, made the afternoon go by really nicely. Yeah. Um, but I think the, the second best thing I've had in the past week or so is uh, this Negroni, the second Negroni. Second Negroni is the groove spot, right? Yeah, where you, yeah. you know, you feel like you've been, you've, you've had a rhythm where you've like, you know, hit like a couple of pitches and you feel like you know the pitcher, yeah. right? Yeah, and you yeah, can kind of time or, it right. Or when the squash ball. <laughs> I play squash. Yeah. I play squash. So when that dads, squash So dads ball, do play squash. Dads, oh, dads, dads play squash. They play dads do what everybody else does, but just kind of. Slower. Sort of like slower, slower dadish sort of vibe. So, but yeah, like when that squash ball is like at peak warmth, and you're, you know, hitting that drive, just right along the sidewall, mm -hmm. and then someone else hits a drive, and then you boast it, and then it dies in the front. I don't even know what the hell that means. Yeah, now, now, if anyone actually plays squash, like this will mean something to you. Everybody else. Who cares? So for all five of you, thanks for <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week. Yeah, what do we have? What are we drinking next week? I don't know. So I'm I'm liking this orange theme. I'm liking this bitter theme. Do you like a Grupo Campari? I also really like the Grupo Campari. Do you like the drinks from 1919? And I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking of another classic drink. I'm thinking something a little more refreshing. Maybe something with a little fizz. Okay. Um, I can I can drink some fizz. Why don't we go for uh, Aperol Spritz? Aperol Spritz would be very nice. Very nice indeed. I feel like that's a, and we'll talk more about it, I feel like that's a very refreshing summery drink, and so I'd like to do that during the day, maybe, if we can do that. That's Yeah, that's great. I you mean, and, and we've got an Indian summer on our hands, too. Yeah, like, like we Americans. said, Native American summer, yeah, let's be correct. Yeah, it's um, it's going to be 90 this weekend. Let's, let's hit God. some spritzes. And uh, maybe we'll get some guest speakers one of these days to help us um, navigate. further navigate and explore the intricacies of these different recipes that we're going to hit over yes. the next few months. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, again, guys, check us out at daddrinking.com. Indeed. Check out the, um, the, you know, we have pictures of the recipe. We have the recipe. We have pictures of the ingredients. We have pictures of the very beautiful glassware that we used. <laughs> um, as well as the cheese, quite the, wonderful glass the cheese knife stirrer yes. that we used, um, and uh, you'll get to see how it's made. It, it, this one was easy. I don't know about the spritz. How easy that is? No, spritz is spritz is dead, dead, dead easy. Okay, good. It's good. Well, it's let's good. go try it, and uh, we'll be back, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks All a lot right. for listening. Hope yes. you were mildly entertained. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Marcos. Remember, DadDrinking.com. Sponsored by Side Project Jerky. Amen.